Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as always, Cheesei236 has invaded my internet to join me. I was welcomed here. I am not a virus, I swear. That's what she wants you to think. <laughs> it is. I mean, what? I am a friendly internet thing. No malware here. No, no bad stuff. I am, I am good. I'm convinced. Let's carry on. The current score is 16 all, and this time we'll be discussing the 33rd episode's Tunnel Vision for Pokemon, and A Chance Encounter for Digimon. And of course, we recommend watching the episodes before you listen, or you'll have no idea what we're on about. Exactly. So we're starting off with Tunnel Vision. I, I have an exercise that I want to test on you, Stevie, okay? Go with me on this. I want you to explain to me what the point of this episode was. Just if you had to tell me what this is about, what is it about? So this episode is about Jigglypuff and Snubble, who have both been following like Ash and Co. and Team Rocket for ages now. And they get in a fight and Snubble steals Jigglypuff's microphone. Uh-huh. They try and find the microphone for ages. Meowth gets abandoned by Team Rocket because they prefer Snubble for all of five minutes. Then they get back together. Jigglypuff gets the microphone again. And they go through a, a tunnel of Onyx because Jigglypuff puts them to sleep. And the point of the episode is to remind you that Jigglypuff and Snubble exist. Pretty much, yeah. This episode is so weird because it starts off with, we have to go through the Onyx tunnel, which, quick side note... Brock says, oh, we have to go through the Onyx Tunnel. And Ash is like, what's that? And Brock goes, well, you see, Ash, it's a tunnel <laughs> with Onyx in it. <laughs> like, I can understand maybe Ash doesn't know what a certain Pokemon is. So if you called it, like, Diglett Cave or whatever, he's like, what's a Diglett? But Brock is right there. He knows what an Onyx is. Like, why would you ask such a stupid question? <laughs> like, anyway, so it starts off with, oh, we have to get through the Onyx Tunnel. So you're going into this episode thinking, like, so it's going to be like they have to figure out how to get through the tunnel because there's Onyx. Maybe the Onyx will attack them. Maybe they'll get stuck in the cave, you know, something like that. Nope. It goes to Team Rocket trying to get through the cave. But then they can't get through the cave. So they're like, oh, man, we need a Pokemon that's good against Onyx. So we have to go steal Pokemon from Misty. James used Victory Bell like two seconds before they had that conversation. <laughs> it's like, uh, James has a grass type. What are you talking about? And they're just like, nope, only water type. We have to go steal Misty's Pokemon. So it's like, okay, so the episode is about Team Rocket stealing Misty's Pokemon? Nope. Ash and company find Snubble wandering around. It's like, okay, now we remember Snubble exists. And Snubble's looking for Meowth. So Snubble leads uh, Ash and the group to Team Rocket. Team Rocket's like, oh, cool, Snubble. Snubble's cute. We're going to keep Snubble. And so they kick Meowth out because Meowth said it's me or Snubble. And so they're like, okay, fine, we take Snubble. Which is the worst thing ever because, like, why would... They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't pick some random poke. Jessie might, maybe. But I don't think she would actually kick Meowth out. Like, that seems so cold. But that happens. So Meowth gets kicked out. Meanwhile, Jigglypuff is wandering around and ends up running into Snubble and gets her microphone stolen or their microphone stolen. And so now Stubble has the microphone, is with Team Rocket. 
Jigglypuff and Meowth meet up. They're having a sad heart to heart because they both lost something important to them. So now you're like, okay, so is the episode about Team Rocket taking Snubble and kicking Meowth out? Or is it about Jigglypuff and Meowth trying to form a new team of Pokemon? What is this about? And then Ash and Company come up and they're like, oh, there's the microphone. And you're like, wait, okay, so they're trying to help Jigglypuff find the microphone. So wait, what is this episode about? And then Team Rocket tries to steal Misty's Pokemon. This episode is so all over the place. It's like, what is happening? And so then Snubble and Jigglypuff get in a fight. Jigglypuff doesn't care about Meowth anymore, so they're fighting. They're all fighting. And then they try to break up the fight. I don't even remember what happened after that. It's like this whole episode is a confuse ray. I don't get what the focus of this episode <laughs> was because they're just like, okay, we're doing this now. Okay, now we're doing this. Okay, now we're doing this. Okay, now we're doing this. And like, okay, the quote-unquote resolution comes when Shigglypuff finally gets uh, their microphone back and uses Sing. And it's like, okay, puts everyone to sleep. You know, the usual sleepy shtick. And puts the Onyx to sleep. So when Ash and everyone wakes up, they go through the tunnel and they're like, oh. Because they never actually had a problem with the Onyx, which I forgot before they walked into the tunnel. I was like, oh yeah, they never actually went into the tunnel and got stopped by the Onyx. They just got sidetracked immediately. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> and I think there's like a brief little end bit with Team Rocket going through. And then of course they wake the Onyx up. But what was this episode even? I basically just did this entire episode by myself. Stevie, do you have thoughts? No. Do you have opinions on this episode? It does basically just go all over the place. Normally, after an episode of Pokemon, it's like a moral to the story. Yeah, or some kind of, like, that was the goal, and we accomplished it. Yeah, and this one, it was just, Jigglypuff's here. <laughs> Jigglypuff's here, Snubble's here, I guess there's Onyx involved, Team Rocket is trying to get through Onyx, but they have Snubble, and they just kicked Meowth out, so now there's an emotional Meowth moment and now jigglypuff is here to have emotional moment with jigglypuff it's like i don't i don't know what's happening i really don't know what's happening it's so random they just make everyone sad and then immediately make them happy again meows gets kicked out and then welcomes back jigglypuff loses a microphone and then finds it again and snubble just gets rejected by Meowth, but then continues to chase Meowth anyway. Nothing happens. A lot happened and there was nothing. There was nothing important. Everything just kind of happened. I don't know. It's just so, and I just don't, I don't get it. I really do feel like Pokemon is sometimes like, let's follow the worst trainers in existence. Because like, Team Rocket being like, we need a Pokemon that works against Onyx. James literally has a victory bell. And so they'd rather go through the trouble of stealing someone else's Pokemon than using the one they already have. And then Ash doesn't know what an Onyx is, despite the fact that Brock is standing right there. <laughs> He's seen an Onyx. He has defeated an Onyx. He's with a guy who has an onyx. What's an onyx tunnel? What's an onyx tunnel? Maybe. I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe it's a tunnel with onyx inside of it. But no, Ash should know what the Pokemon is. That's really, that's just really silly. This whole episode's dumb. It has no point. It's called Tunnel Vision. And it's like, okay, so you would think the point of the episode is the tunnel then? But 
No, there's nothing about this that's like about the tunnel. The tunnel is the very beginning of the episode and the very end of the episode. That's it. You would never in a million years be able to guess what this episode was about from the title. Maybe it's about how everyone gets too focused on the next thing all the time. And we should actually just embrace the now and enjoy the fact that Jigglypuff and Snubble just wasted our time. Because <laughs> we're too focused on Goldenrod. Oh god, Digimon's going to be over by the time they even get to Goldenrod. <laughs> it does kind of make me angry at the start of every episode that narrator just name drops Goldenrod. And then we don't get there. <laughs> I swear. They're doing it on purpose. Surely, they must be. They can't just keep mentioning Goldenrod, knowing that it's ages away. I, I don't understand. Like, I I get that it's like, okay, you're actually having to hike out in the woods, and you're having to walk from place to place. Okay, fine. But, like, it's like most shows and, like, movies and stuff will cut out the travel time. Like, they'll progress the time that's appropriate, but they'll cut that out because they know it's not interesting they know you don't want to see that pokemon's like no we're gonna show every agonizing second of them traveling from place to place because that's realistic but we're also going to create these weird filler plots that make no sense snubble made a problem ash and co fixed the problem they moved on that was the episode pretty much yeah and they brought so many weird elements into it that didn't need to be there for reasons i'm honestly amazed that jigglypuff's still around because they were there in like the start of indigo league what are the odds? It's not like it belongs to someone that you might see again. It's just a wild Jigglypuff. I think the most interesting thing in this episode is that Jigglypuff's microphone is actually just a marker pen with a, a fluffy thing on top. Yeah, what I always thought it was is, you know those dry erase board markers? That's that's what it makes me think of. It's not even a microphone. No, it just uses it like a microphone. It's the equivalent of someone using a brush in their bathroom to sing. It's just, I found this, it looks vaguely like a microphone, so I'm going to use it when I, I use my sing powers. Were there any any highlight moments that we want to talk about from this mess of a timeline? The only other thing I want to mention is, weirdly enough, there was one facial expression in this episode that's kind of like this deadpan like look that just kept getting used over and over and over again by everyone. Like, Jesse did it, James did it, Misty did it. I think James did it twice. And Meowth did it, and it's like, why is everyone, like, weirdly enough making the same expression this episode i didn't notice i just thought it was weird i think the whole episode's kind of just lazy and recycled it is very much there's this whole bit where jigglypuff just jumps down three pitfall traps and they use the exact same animation from bulbasaur to pick her out team rocket like says the stupid pitfall traps and jigglypuff is like oh food the pogo stick shovels Oh, goes stick shovel. <laughs> There's like a shot. See Meowth digging. You see Je- James digging like their normal shovels. And then you pan over to Jessie bouncing up and down on the Pogo stick shovel. <laughs> it's really funny because she's the only one having fun with it. It shouldn't work. <laughs> it just gets stuck in the ground. It, it does. Yeah, it wouldn't bounce at all. <laughs> Stupid. I love it. It doesn't work as a pogo stick or as a shovel. Okay, but highlight moments for me. Definitely when you see Brock just stretching with Pineco by the river. Just like Pineco's basically just swaying side to side while Brock is flexing. <laughs> Pineco is the weirdest thing because like, there's a running gag in Pokemon in general with like, Pokemon that like, haha, it's funny, they hurt you, lol. Like, Pikachu electrocutes someone's like, haha, they got all crispy looking, that's funny. But Pineco just outright explodes, like, where it just blows up, it's just a bomb, and no one's affected by it. Brock is holding Pineco at one point, 
Pineco self-destructs and Brock just has like some soot on him. It's just cartoon invincibility. How do pinecone explode? How do not hurt? It's a friendly explosion. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that's how that works. I call, I'm going to call Tauros poop on that. Well, you'll just have to deal with it because I think Pineco's going to explode a lot. Other stuff. Meowth is probably the, the standout character in the episode. Yeah, Meowth's got a good moment in this episode. It's too bad that it doesn't have any emotional weight to it at all. <laughs> yeah, he like goes on about his dreams and stuff. I know he feels abandoned by Team Rocket, and then they just welcome him back. It's like, okay. They try to give him this like big emotional moment with Jigglypuff, and it's like, what is happening? First of all, Team Rocket just weirdly enough got rid of him. And it's like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. And then Meowth is like super sad about it. Which kind of makes sense because they, you know, they abandon him. But it's like, okay, weird. And then all of a sudden Meowth is like confiding in this random Jigglypuff about his dreams and how Jigglypuff needs to follow her dreams and they need to get together and they're going to make a new team. And it's like, what is happening right now? I would watch the alternate timeline where it's just Meowth and Jigglypuff on a quest to just to sing. And find the moon or something, whatever it was Meowth wanted. Yeah, and then Meowth is being like weirdly romantic where he's like comparing Jigglypuff to the moon he loves so much. And it's like, what? Are you hitting on Jigglypuff? I mean, that's fine, but like, what? That's out of nowhere too. Like, what the heck? Uh, it's, it's just, it's a weird episode. But hey, Ash reminded us that it got rid of Squirtle, so that that's always good, right? I can use Squirtle if I still had him. It's like, ah, that's just low blow, man. Low blow. Oh, Ash forgot that he abandoned the Pokemon again. Well, at least Squirtle went somewhere cool with his old buddies. But like, still, damn it, Ash. Ash still only has like four Pokemon in his team. You have like nothing with you right now. What is the point? Was it Cyndaquil? Chikorita, Bulbasaur, and Pikachu. You had, like, a good Pokemon, a really good Pokemon. You had starters, you had Pikachu, and you're just like, nah. I want to be a Pokemon master, but I don't need good Pokemon. I don't even need a full team. Damn it, Ash. Also, Meowth says at one point, nothing's sacred anymore, which is, like, the best line from the episode. Oh, I think that's when Jigglypuff mentions that the mic got stolen. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's true. Pokemon clearly doesn't care anymore. I mean, whose idea was it? Let's have an episode where the two minor characters that follow them around everywhere just get in a fight. We got old versus new. Let's see who wins the slap fight. This literal double slap fight. <laughs> anyway, I think it is safe to say that it's definitely filler and it was okay at best. Yeah, I wouldn't even give it an okay. It was so unfocused. Which is funny because they're supposed to have tunnel vision. Where you are focused. We should write Pokemon. Let's talk about the one that has some sort of focus then. A little bit. They didn't just steal ideas from writers from three seasons ago. So let's move on to a chance encounter. Yeah. Here we go! First of all, before we begin, we must call out Cody saying that Agumon confronted Blackwell Greymon because he did no such thing. Agumon was just trying to be a nice little little buddy. Like, I'm, I'll be your therapist. He was entirely supportive and friendly. Very happy. He didn't fight him or anything. He was just like, hey, what's up? How you feeling? What's going on? Yeah, if they'd had a fight, Agumon would be dead. Yeah, Agumon can't evolve, so it's like, yeah, Blackwell Greymon would have stomped. 
that was last episode. This episode has a whole different therapy session between Ken and Izzy. Yeah, we have to talk about Izzy's burn to Ken immediately. That is, like, so out of line. It's like, Izzy, what the hell? Okay, okay, can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) If my calculations are correct, it's all your fault. (laughs) Just drops that on Ken, and Ken's like, oh. Oh, that was savage for no reason. And then Izzy has to have, like, an intelligence measuring contest. And when Izzy mentions something that Ken hadn't heard of, Ken's like, oh, I feel so ashamed of myself. I've never heard of that one. I've never read it. And Izzy's like, yeah, I can lend it to you. It's like, what is with Izzy today? (laughs) The name of the book that Izzy's, like, trying to get Ken to read is called, like, I don't know, My Brain's My Buddy. Something like that. Yeah, it was like a long title and Ken's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Izzy, but I've never never read that one before. Probably because it's absolute trash. (laughs) He says, like, oh, everyone's read it, so you must know what this is. And Ken's like, oh, I've never heard of that before. I feel so bad. And it's like, wow, Izzy, what the hell? Poor Ken. <laughs> that was uncalled for, Izzy. You're in time out. It's quite funny, though, just seeing Izzy tearing someone else to shreds. It's just like, I'm going to use my brain to just roast you. <laughs> he's finally got competition in his field of expertise, and he's so happy. But then it's like he can't help but be competitive about it, so. <laughs> he is the, the knowledge guy. Yeah, and to be fair, he does compliment Ken on being, like, the other smart person, but, yeah, the whole conversation is kind of, like, putting Ken down. And then Izzy is watching Poromon for Yoli, who's on vacation, and Izzy immediately goes, Oh, yeah, Poromon's not feeling like- Here, Ken, you take Poromon. <laughs> okay, so now you're also gonna pass off your burden onto- onto Ken? Poromon's your responsibility now. Have fun. And it was all just because uh, Minomon and Ken were mentioning, like, oh, yeah, I think Digimon get tired when they're separated from their partners. Like, it just causes a drain on their energy. And then so Izzy's like, oh, okay, here, Ken, go take uh, poor Omon to the digital world. That'll help a little bit. And Ken's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. So, yeah, that wastes a good five minutes at the start, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a good scene. It was entertaining. It cuts to Yoli, and Yoli is supposed to be the the focus of the episode this time, because she's on a school trip in Kyoto. Oh, was it a school trip? I thought it was a vacation for some reason. It, like, started off like a family vacation, and then I think it turned into a school trip at some point. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. I think it was a school trip, but I don't know if the episode says that the whole time, (laughs) or if it, like, changes its story halfway through to its school trip. Like, they're just in Kyoto for no reason. There's nothing educational there, so it's not really a school trip. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't doing anything, like, school-related. They were just kind of hanging out, it seemed like. Which is why I thought it was a vacation, because it seemed like they were sightseeing and getting souvenirs and all that. It's like, oh, okay, so they're just kind of out. The other half of the story is just everyone else is in the digital world fighting Arokaimon and Mummymon, while Black War Regimon destroys the Destiny Stone. Right, and it causes more warping problems. I think this is the like the first warping problems we've seen. I don't think we've seen Digimon in the real world yet. Yeah, no one crossed over last time, but I think the actual like distortions were happening. But the, uh, the yeah, the reason why the Digimon are getting through is because it got so bad now. And okay, we need to mention <laughs> for some reason it turns out that Sora's dad is a, a professor of legends, and and Joe's brother has given up medicine to to become a student and learn about mythology. First of all, they didn't explain who they were or why they wanted Yoli to come with them before taking the child. <laughs> she is a child! You cannot do that! What are you doing? <laughs> and the thing is, like, they don't give her a clear answer either. 
they kind of are just like, yeah, I like doing this. And they're explaining like what they're into, what they used to be doing. And then Yoli's just kind of sitting there for a second after they explain. And Yoli's like, so you must be Sora's dad and Joe's brother, right? And I'm like, how the hell did you come to that conclusion? Because there was no way you would have known that. Because they're just talking about these weird random, like, yeah, I happen to be into medicine. And now I'm into, like, mythology. And then the other guy is, like, talking about his stuff. And it's like, there's no way. So essentially, they're just kidnappers who are like, yeah, whatever you say, child. We have no way of confirming their story. We never see Sora or Joe in this episode. We have no idea if it's actually them or not. They probably just worked that into the story so that Yoli wasn't kidnapped by complete strangers. Maybe that would be even worse if, like, in the original version, it's like, no, it's just two random people who put this small child in their car. It's just two random people with no relation to Yoli at all, who just take her in the back of a car and tell her about myths and legends. It's really, really weird. And it's like, okay, fine. And then they end up finding Apemon. Apemon gets defeated by Ken and Stingmon, who appear out of a magical portal in a river. You're right, yeah. It's like, what? So Ken took Paramon back to the digital world. And then for some reason, they just come out of a portal in the river. A magical glowy portal. that We've not had portals before. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, this is a thing. I think the excuse is like, oh, it's the warping stuff. But then Ken should be like, how did I get back here? Instead, he's just like, here, have Paramon, I'm off now, bye. And goes back through the, the strange random portal. Yeah, that's true. They don't really explain it yet. It's Ken and Stingmon and Poromon. It's like, okay. And then Ken's like, okay, it's up to you. We can't come back for some reason. It's like, oh, okay. And then Yuli's like, all right, I'll, I'll take care of this. And then, yeah. And then we have Hawkmon and and all that. And it's like, oh, oh okay. So the portal's just never explained. It, it's just there. It's a very weird episode. It's also shorter than normal a little bit. Yeah, it's only like 20 minutes. I think it was only like 19 even. I get Ken bringing Poromon to Yoli because Yoli messaged like, Oh, there's Digimon in Kyoto. I need help. Give me my Digibro. But it still doesn't explain the portal. <laughs> How did you do this? It's just a magical portal. Digital <laughs> world weirdness. Yay! Joe's brother, Jim, whatever he's called, had a laptop. So just open the laptop and let Ken out. Then you don't need the the magical portal. That's not what happened. Magical portal. Yep. Just because Kyoto is linked to the digital world through myths and legends and... Yeah, we get a a mythology lesson, which is interesting. It's 100% foreshadowing for the uh, sovereigns, because we get the rundown of, like, you know, what they're inspired of, of the four... But the the sovereigns aren't in this series. There's only one of them. The rest only appear in Tamers, which is next series. They weren't featured much, but they are. They do exist. They were in the first season too. They were just also just mentioned. It's just odd that they've made this whole canon behind the scenes when they don't actually seem to have a main story anyway. Yeah, well, in the first season, it was really weird because it's like, okay, the Dark Masters beat these people, and now they're in charge, and it's like. How the heck do a clown, a puppet, a metal dinosaur, and a sea serpent beat literal gods? I, I'm sorry. These Digimon aren't that good. They're good, but they're not that good. That is series one. In series two, it's like, okay, they should be around, but I guess they're not. I mean, I would have much preferred if Sora's dad had gone on about the Destiny Stones, the bit that's actually relevant at the moment. Yeah, I get that they're trying to foreshadow something, though. 
We get a Zulong man in this series who gives them power of the crests back, I think. Either that or he just lets Davis and Ken get the Digimon to mega level. Yeah, something like that. But I I know he shows up later and it's like, oh, okay, so one of you is here. Where are the other ones? It's like, I am here. It's like, where are the other ones? There's four of you. There's four of you. Where's the other three? I don't know. We could kind of use some- The balance. We could use some help here! The balance! I don't give a damn about your balance! Help us! <laughs> You're literal gods and there is nothing stopping you now. All that matters is the balance of the digital world. What is wrong with you? <laughs> but yeah, the Destiny Stones are, are linked to the balance of the digital world and destroying them is somehow causing the digital world to leak into Kyoto, specifically. Where Yoli is. Why it couldn't just be connected to Tokyo, where they live, I don't know. That's kind of part of the mythology lesson, which I actually kind of like, because they talk about literal yokais and stuff like that. Uh, Kyoto is like a hot spot for all of that. And it's like, okay, that's actually kind of a cool explanation of what a Digimon could be. Because they even say, like, it's just data that came alive. And it's like, okay. But they're talking about it more from like a, like a, it's a magical thing that happened. It's kind of cool how it's like, oh yeah, they're just animated inanimate objects. It's data that came alive. I do like the idea that Digimon existed before we had like the, the digital stuff to connect to them with. So they're like, they're the spirits and, and maybe weird happenings that existed in ancient times that we just didn't know about. And now they just manifest as digital creatures. Yeah. So are they real? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It depends. They didn't really explain it that well. Does the flower have a spirit in the real world? No, it doesn't. We need to stop going back to this damn flower. The flower is not alive. It's the equivalent of saying a flower in a video game is real. It's not. (laughs) It's not real. The digital world is real, though. Yes, but the flower is not. It's just the background environment. What do you have against this flower? I don't have anything against this flower. I have something against... This argument that the flower is alive, it's not alive. Blackboard Greymon's whole argument of I must protect this innocent life is so stupid because it's not alive. But it is. It's not, though. If they're Palmon, yes. Palmon is sentient, but the, the flower is not sentient, but it's still alive. Plants can feel pain. The fact that that flower didn't scream says something. It's not real. It doesn't have vocal or lungs it's just not real because there's no there's nothing that came alive it's just the actual data like you have the data that came alive which is a digimon and then you have just the data that is making up this world which is the plants and the trees and the mountains and the grass and all that it's not alive it's just there but the forests had to grow no it's programmed it's a compute it's digital it's all just there so what if our our real world is just a simulation as well then we're in the same boat as them then so does that mean that you don't think that flowers are real flowers are flowers in our world are real but what if our world's just data they're not are they not real anymore okay so here's the thing our world has like things that can't be i guess they could be simulated but they can't really because there's things like chemicals and like taking in suns the sun's rays photosynthesis all of that the chemical buildup of the thing that makes it grow and all the cells and all the parts like all of that makes it real that doesn't exist in the digital world we don't know the digital world could have a physics engine it 
It has biology in it. We don't know to what level it's all computed. But they wouldn't make any sense. We're talking about digital monsters. If it doesn't walk and talk like the Digimon, it's obviously not alive. But flowers, flowers don't walk and talk anyway. But they have cells and life and structures and they, they reproduce and everything like living things do. That's how we know they're alive. The flowers and the plants in the digital world, we, we don't know that they don't do that, but why would they? So why are you so certain that it's not real? <laughs> I'm not certain it's not real. I'm just saying since we don't have any information, that's the thing that makes the most sense. Basically, you're a pessimist and I'm, I'm an optimist when it comes to this flower. <laughs> the flower is dead! <laughs> the flower's alive! Oh god, we segued on the dumb flower immediately. <laughs> Where do the fish come from? The fish? The fish are Digimon. No! They must be. The barnacles on Octomon are Digimon. The bats that come from Myotismon are Digimon. I'm assuming the fish are also Digimon. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's this weird, like, subspecies thing they have going where, like, these sort of... If the fish are alive, and they must reproduce, because otherwise they'd run out. What are you talking- why would the fish reproduce? Nothing else in the digital world reproduces. They just exist! That's my point! They're just there! They're just decoration! So now the fish aren't real, so how did the kids eat the fish? If the fish aren't like real fish, and they're just decoration? <laughs> because they're part data in the digital world, so they're just intaking data. Plus, they don't need to eat, they're just- they feel hungry. I still think the flower's real. <laughs> Stevie, you're killing me. <laughs> you're killing me, Stevie. <laughs> okay. Is the samurai of sincerity real? I guess. It is Hawkmon armored digivolved, yes. And they have helicopter feet. Shuriken toes. <laughs> Why? Something about shuriken toes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We need to figure out if the episode's filler. I guess it does kind of have some relevant information, because, like, now we know Digimon can go to the real world again. Or I should say, Digimon without partners can go to the real world. I've also written down that it does tell us how many Destiny Stones are left. We know the Destiny Stones. And some stuff about Kyoto being linked to the digital world somehow. And the Destiny Stones still make no sense. <laughs> and Black while Greymon doesn't say a word. She's really weird. Yeah, he just destroys things and then he kind of mopes around the real world for reasons. He says grar. Grar. Quality content right there. Oh no, wait, no, he does say something. He's angsty at the very beginning when he's destroying stuff because he's like, maybe if I destroy these things, I can get rid of these emotions. You know, he's doing his angsty shtick again. Who is this Maria? <laughs> Agumon is Maria, remember? Yeah. The, the episode's okay. It had a point. Should we just dive into Mono A Mono? Because my voice is going. <laughs> now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing over trivial things. <laughs> like flowers. Yes. So, why is the flower your monster of the week? <laughs> yeah, it's not a monster, it's not alive! <laughs> Stevie, don't do this to me. Moncast will burn in a fiery inferno caused by a damn flower. <laughs> but would the fire be real? Or would it just be a simulation of fire? <laughs> if I could reach through the internet and just shake your shoulders, I would. I'd just be like, damn it, Stevie! But is the internet real? Or is it just data? 
<laughs> am I a real person or am I just a highly advanced AI? You'll never know. Actually, you will because you've actually met me. I've met you in the flesh. You could be a robot. Okay. My monster of the week was just Stingmon because he's cool. Yeah, Stingmon, Stingmon <laughs> is A+. Also, he just jumps through that portal with such finesse. <laughs> just yeet. Yeet. Here's a Ken and a Poromon. I'm taking Apemon. Bye. Come on, Ken. Let's go now. Let's go. Who was your monster of the week? You know what? I am going to give it to the Onyx because they put up with all these people yelling outside of their tunnel for a day and then they get rewarded by hearing Jigglypuff sing to them to the sleep and they're getting marker written all over their face. They can't do anything about that marker. They don't have hands to rub their stone off. So they're getting the pity prize. Because no one else deserves a regular prize. That is true, though. I guess Jigglypuff just leaves a trail of Pokemon behind her. You think someone would actually have gone out and caught Jigglypuff by now, just for the novelty? You kind of can't catch her because she just sings you to sleep before you do anything. Uh, you could get a Pokemon with soundproof and then just, like... Knock her out. If you planned ahead. But most people don't know that there's a Jigglypuff that's been following Ashton Co. for 200-something episodes, maybe? No, but I mean, if she, if uh, Jigglypuff does leave a string of, like, people with markers on their faces, eventually I would think, like, someone was like, hey, there's a Jigglypuff going around that breaks on people's faces. <laughs> Last spotted in Onyx Cave. And you'd think someone would be like, oh, I'm gonna go try and find it. I guess, but... Yeah, you sound like you're having a stroke. Give me help! My voice is stuck like this! Oh no. This is the rest of your life! He's listening to this voice, everyone! I'm sorry! I was speaking like this for the rest of the episode! We'll see how long it lasts! So, who is worse? Asher Davis! Ah, uh, Davis didn't do anything! So I guess it was Ash! Ash doesn't know what an onyx tunnel is. <laughs> That's true. Okay, let's stop, please. People's ears will bleed. <laughs> stop what? I mean, I can do this for a while, so... I don't know. Let's finish this. <laughs> Ash was worse than Davis. Because Ash doesn't... can't figure out what an onyx tunnel is. You're so dumb! So, who was our favorite human characters? I'm gonna go with... I guess Yoli... I mean, she did a good job considering she got kidnapped this episode, so good for you for not getting kidnapped, I guess. She was just abducted by two grown men. She had to figure it out, and who knows if she was right or wrong. Is our chosen career paths. <laughs> Can you guess who we're related to that you know? Maybe you should have called Sora and Joe and been like, hey, is this your father and or brother? Anyway, my favorite character was Sora. Why Sora? It was a great analysis of her progression since the first series. Apparently, she has a, a fixed family unit now. She's grown a lot as a person, and her dad knows all of this despite traveling all the time and never being home. So, <laughs> that's just a testament to how much Sora's grown as a person. Sure, why not? <laughs> Basically, her dad just goes, I never visit home, but even I know that Sora's doing great now. Yeah, everything's fine. He just bigs up his daughter. Just like, yeah, she's the best. She went to a whole other world, and now I study Digimon. I make a living studying creatures for a parallel world. Yep, that no one really knows about, except for a handful of children all over the world. Here's my student that just abandoned a successful career in medicine to study monsters. That's the equivalent of not of quitting being a doctor to be like a storm chaser. Storms are readily accessible. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all his friends. Just like, man, you were going to be a doctor. Why did you quit that to study monsters from a power? What, are you high? Apparently, yeah. I think those Bakemon back during the Myotismon attack might have knocked him around a little one too many times. Okay, I've changed my mind. My favorite character is Jim. <laughs> Why? He's a nutcase. <laughs> he's my favorite because he's crazy. He was studying to be a doctor. He just changed his mage, just like, I'm going to study myths and legends now. I'm sure that will pay exactly the same. Myths and legends is a totally, like, great thing to major in. You can, there's so many jobs for that. So many. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the, the professor <laughs> doesn't have the only job. Oh, God. So, which storyline did we prefer? Uh, Digimon. Pokemon's was just uh, a fever dream. Yeah, I don't know what Pokemon was on. Pokemon is something that Jim absolutely would come up with. <laughs> We're nearly there. We're nearly there. So, which episode are we giving the point to? I say Digimon because Pokemon does not deserve it. Actually, can we give Pokemon a negative point for that? I feel like this episode was especially bad. We're not doing negative point. Why? That's one of the unwritten rules that I'm not going to break. Stevie! No. Man! You're the worst. No, Pokemon's the worst. It didn't even stick to the filler template. It just threw it out the window and just came up with garbage. Just threw everything up in the air and went like, okay, hopefully we'll figure something out. They were saving Jigglypuff and Snubble for this? <laughs> I, I am much disappointed. It wasn't worth all the little teasers of like, oh, they're still being followed, guys. Aren't you excited for when they catch up? And the score is 17-16 to Digimon. It is the first time Digimon's had the lead in the whole series so far, which is strange because Digimon's getting worse again. Right, but Pokemon is also getting worse. So Pokemon just happened to get worse more than Tichimon did. So it's like, okay. Yeah, Pokemon's really just dropped the ball. Hopefully they find the ball before Goldenrod comes around. Please. Let's do an outro. So, next time we'll be discussing the 34th episodes, Hour of the Houndor. It, it doesn't rhyme, Pokemon. Wait, it does rhyme, Hour of the Houndour. It's spelt the same, but it's not pronounced the same, is it? No, it's Houndour. I thought it was Houndor. That's such a bad name for a Pokemon. I mean, you know, tomato, tomato, it doesn't matter how you pronounce them. Houndour. Because dour means, like, dark and sad and depressing. So it's Houndour because it's a dark type. Houndour is a dumb name, and I forgot to say Destiny in Doubt. Anyway, if you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter and in the Moncast Discord, and you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut for just $2 a month. If you want to support, you can always go there. Um, of course, a big thank you to Chisai for joining me today. Where can the people find you? All the places in the descriptions. Just Google Chisai236. All the links will be in the show notes. So thank you all for listening, and until next time, enjoy whatever outro music I Alright, should we kick this episode to the can and do Digimon? What phrase was that? I don't know. Kick it to the can? Oh, it's kick it to the curb. Never mind. Sorry. I was like, like, kick it to the can. Kick the can. I don't know. I, I might have just like meshed to.
two two idioms there. I don't know. What what's wrong with the can? I don't know. Can it? Oh, I'm thinking of can it. We should can it and then kick it to the curb. Sorry, I said <laughs> kick it to the can. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Side note: I didn't sleep very well last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, okay. I guess we could have just had a Kilaman, but they went for actually. You know what I think is weird reasons. is did they ever did they ever explain um winter? Why is winter what? meowing so much? Gosh, she's just old and loud now. Come here. <laughs> you have to come to me if you want me to pet you. I'm not going to come over there just because you're too tired and lazy to get off the couch. How could this happen to me? I made flower mistakes. There's nowhere to run. The flower's not real. Because <laughs> we're fighting away. I picked up this life. I just want to scream. The flower isn't real, Stevie. <laughs> no, I'm broken. I've been broken. You've broken me. <laughs> it took an hour and a half and five episodes. Uh. Everyone listening, the flower is real. Okay. I know Chisai doesn't want you to think it's real, but it is. It's a real flower, it is alive. It doesn't matter if it's made of data. It's it's just like data and atoms. They're equivalent, so it works the same as a, an actual flower. It is basically just a, a real flower. So it's alive. It's not just decoration, okay? It's a real flower. Okay? Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Good. Welcome back. Bloopers don't have to be perfect. They're just bloopers. Whooper bloopers. Whoopers are bloopers. Bloop, bloop. Whooper bloopers. Blooper. I don't know.